Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm your host, Tatiana, a high school senior and military child from Swansboro High School. And this week's podcast is sponsored by HEB. Thank you, HEB, for supporting military students like me. All right. Can you tell us your name, your age, and what grade you're in? Um, so my name is Brianna Corey. I'm currently 15, and um, this is my sophomore year of high school. Awesome. That's great. Are you a military-affiliated child? Yes. My dad is in the Air Force. Can you tell me about the organization Every Warrior Network and your affiliation with them? So the organization Every Warrior Network is um, a Barksdale-based organization, but um, our people have moved all around the world. We have a super cool map in our building that has like pins where everyone lives. It focuses on uh, young airmen who move here with no family because our base is very young. We have a lot of very low-ranking airmen at our base right now. And so we just make them feel at home. We give them a family to rely on. And so what I do is I help track everyone's volunteer hours because we're a major volunteer-focused organization. And so off of the volunteering track, I help create with the founder, Trey McGuire, the Little Warriors Kindness Crew. And so what that is, is it really focuses, um, well, a few years ago, I noticed that suicides was kind of deep, but I noticed that suicides rates were increasing, not only in teenagers, but in adults all across the nation. And so I got together with Trey McGuire and we decided that community service and acts of kindness um, would really be a way to help kind of lower those numbers. And so community service can help you find your purpose. And so when we're thinking about it, Um, adults need kindness and community service in their lives to help them find their purpose. But the way we can really plant the tree to like grow into the next generation is putting it into kids. So Little Warriors Kindness Crew um, became, came out of that. And so little kids are finding their purpose, their community service and acts of kindness to hopefully one day never let the thought of suicide cross their mind. And so that is what I mainly do with Everywhere Network. But of course, um, I volunteer pretty much all the time there. My mom has her office there. And so I go up to the family center all the time, um, help clean up for events, host events there. And it's um, really a fun time with the Everywhere Network. Wow, that is amazing. You have done so much already to help military affiliated children and just children in general, which is absolutely amazing. Um, I'm so glad that you were able to do that and um, really reach out and help kids and adults in your area, which is amazing. Can you tell me about Inspire Up Foundations? So Inspire Up Foundation, I, a lot of my like projects and everything that I do like started like two years ago, because that's when I really decided that um, I wanted to get involved in different things. Um, So it is a foundation and their first big event that I was like kind of involved with is a million acts of kindness on giving Tuesday, which that's kind of like a giving Tuesday military thing. Now it's kind of grown into that giving Tuesdays uh, was nationally. And then um, there's three people, Maria Reed, 
Jessica Manfrey and Samantha Gamolka um, really made that uh, Giving Tuesday military thing. And so they decided to have a million acts of kindness, which I got involved with. And then the next year, which um, was 2020, so 2019 was Giving Tuesday military, just a global initiative for um, acts of kindness, which I'm all about kindness. So I jumped on really fast. And then 2020, I was a youth ambassador with my friend Hannah. And so we really focused on, we made a TikTok account, we made Instagram posts, and we really got the word out there. And I think we had 2.7 million acts of kindness on Giving Tuesday Military. And so I've been able to really get involved with them. I stay involved with them. I stay in touch. Um, I also, I write blogs for their website a lot. Just, it's like kind of inspired by, so I've written, I've written a lot of blogs for them. I really enjoy getting involved with them because they're all about kindness too. And they're the nicest people that I've ever met. So. Wow. that You are just so amazing all around. Great person that is just doing so much, especially with the social media. That's really great that you're keeping in touch and doing all that stuff. Going back to little to the little warriors. Um, how did you create this? And again, why do you think it's so important that you get kids um, involved in your acts of kindness and just getting them involved? So I first like kind of created the idea whenever I was talking with Trey McGuire and then we wanted to get it implemented in the schools, but we decided this in like June. And so nothing like had really like been implemented with COVID and everything. So we were planning on bringing it into the schools this year. Um, but over April last year, which is month of the military child, as you probably know, and everyone or most people watching this probably know, um, we I um, we were like freshly in quarantine and everything. And so I created a um, kindness bingo because we were starting the idea of kindness crew and then it got shot down right at the beginning of COVID, um, just because we couldn't really go into the community and do anything. So Kindness Bingo, I went live every day, or not live, I kind of like made videos, sometimes went live on um, Giving Tuesday Military's Facebook page. And I've got a daily reach of about 29,000 to 31,000 every day. And I made like a bingo board and it was like acts of kindness that you could do in your house. Like um, organize a closet or sweep the floor, just a lot of stuff like that. And so that was last April. And I went, I did that almost every day and I got a lot of people involved with that. There was awards. If you got a blackout board or five in a row or something like that. And then, um, this year we were going to start kind of like a kindness calendar in our, in our elementary schools and high school and middle schools in my area, just to, um, started out here and then it was going to go big. And like I said, COVID really just kind of like pushed that down in the weeds. But next year, I really want to get that started again, just because now we're all used to it and we're wearing masks and we're back in school. Um, so having a kindness warrior is what our plan was. And so like, if you did, if you did like 10 acts of kindness or 15, you had different levels and you could get a certificate or a shirt or something like that, just because, I mean, little kids want to want something to brag to their friends about, or something like that, so um, that was really our idea, and then this year, we've just been 
putting it out there on social media for the Warrior Network. And um, we've gotten a lot of kids involved. We just recently had an Easter egg hunt on the Saturday before Easter. And we had like, I think we had like 20 to 30,000 eggs. And it was so much fun. And we had um, some older kids come hide the eggs. And then we had um, younger ones go and find them. So it was really fun getting to see the, the joy on their faces and just kids getting involved in their community. Wow, you have such amazing stories and such um, great passion for kindness. It's great to hear that you adopted over COVID and that you're still looking forward to the future and just adapting the way you are. It's absolutely amazing. I have another question for you. Um, why is being kind such an important trait in people? So when people are being kind, you just have this, um, like the snowball effect. Like if you pay for someone's, if this person in front of you at a fast food restaurant pays for your food, then you're going to want to pay for the person behind you's food. And it's just going to hopefully keep going like that. So whenever you're kind, there's like an instant happiness kind of, it's like you're putting good out into the world. And so um, I know whenever I'm kind, I, that, I get that feeling. So I I'm, I'm tend to be happy a lot because I love being kind to people. So um, kindness as a trait in people, it's just whenever you first meet someone, if they're mean to you, it could have just been them having a bad day. But if, they're, um, if they just don't have any kindness in their heart, then you just, you just want to stop hanging out with that person. And you, don't, you don't really want to talk to them anymore because they're going to say something about you or they're going to be mean to you. And so whenever I like, whenever I think of kindness in people, I just think of like person everyone wants to be around and you won't, you don't want, you would not want to be alone and with nobody to talk to. So whenever you're kind, you just, you have people to talk to, you can relate to other people because if someone else is being kind and you're being kind, then, oh, it's like a kind of like an instant friendship kind of thing. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, but kindness makes for a much happier world. And um, in the times we're in right now, we really need that. And because everyone's on quarantine or is losing people in their life and just a little bit of extra kindness in the world would really make um, everyone's lives better. I totally agree with you 100%. Kindness is definitely important in these times, especially because people are isolated. And like you said, it just makes the world a better place. How have you personally shown acts of kindness? And have you seen people struggle with kindness? And what effect does that have on other people that you have seen? Um, so whenever I like my first big community service project kind of thing was in 2019 I think it was or yeah it was 2019 so 2019 for Christmas I was talking with my brother who is in the air force right now and I was like you know we're just talking about his basic training experience and I was like what could have made that better and so he was talking about because he was he was one of the people who was there for like Thanksgiving and Christmas like that one window that you could have done that for and so he's like well people can come like check you out kind of like and you can go home with the family so he did that but a lot of people didn't get to that chance to do that and so we came up with the idea of making holiday cards 
for every airman at basic training. And so we involved three different countries in that. And I think eight states. And um, I met with my school board and we got almost every school in our um, parish in Louisiana, they're called parishes. It's just a district, but we got almost every school involved and we ended up having 10,000 holiday cards that we hand delivered to basic training. And so that was really fun. And so that was, that was one of the biggest things that I've done. And then I personally, I kind of like pride myself on this, but my mom is on a bunch of like spouse pages for um, our base. And so when people are moving here, they'll go on there and they'll be like, Hey, my daughter or son is going to this school. And then I most likely know somebody that goes to that school or they happen to be coming to my school. So that's pretty fun. And so we connect. And um, just last night, actually, I was able to um, put together a dinner for a girl who just moved here on Friday. And so um, I got to introduce her to some people. And then about a year and a half ago, I introduced um, I put a little I had a little get together at my house. I introduced um, two new students who are sisters. So they're really close and they weren't planning on branching out at all. And then once I introduced them to people, now they're two of the most involved people at our school. So I, um, that's my, that's pretty much my experience with like kindness. There's a lot more, but I can't, it's a lot to think of like off the top of your head. That is absolutely amazing. The 10,000 cards, that's that was just wow. That's awesome that you were able to bring kindness to people in basic training and people who are serving our country right now. I was reading a lot about you and you were talking about stopping bullying in schools. How are you actively working to stop bullying in schools? I am currently my class president for my student council. And so I run the class Instagram page. And so a lot of people, whenever they don't they don't know like who they're in classes with or they don't really know what's going on at the school. They tend to be shy and don't really talk to anybody. And in high schools nowadays, people tend to look down on those kinds of people. And I was one of those whenever I first moved here, like not, I didn't look down on anybody, but like I was kind of, I didn't really talk to anybody when I first moved here. And so I um, made kind of an initiative. And so I'm, I plan, I try to do it once every few days, but sometimes it doesn't work out like that. It's called Panther Pals because um, I'm the, at my school, we're the Parkway Panthers. So it's Panther Pals 23 because that's our graduation class. And we introduce people, tell what clubs they're in, activities, um, sports, and we just introduce them. And so people have a friendly face at school and it's really helped. Um, I've had people come up to me and they say, wow, this was a great idea because they, I don't know how they figured out it was me who tried to do this, but, um, and then I've also had parents come up to me and they say, oh, my kid feels so much more included. Um, my kid's having such an easier time at school because people are coming up to him and saying hi, because now they know who they, now they know who he is. And so I really look at that as like, it's a really good accomplishment that I feel like I've had. Um, just because I've had people that I've never met before come up to me and then I get to introduce myself to them. And um, now I walk in the hallways, like switching classes at school, and there is almost not a face that I don't recognize and I don't know their name. So I think that 
is a really cool thing to be able to have because I know most people at my school walk around the hallways they might know a friend here friend there but um, I walk around my school and I know almost everybody that is amazing to hear that you are including all the students in your school and it does definitely does ease that transition especially when you're a military child I know we've all been there when we've gone to a school and we're like oh my gosh we know nobody here so that's amazing that you definitely ease that transition and help them a lot um, on the topic of easing transitions for students um, who are military affiliated, why is it so important to you to make the state of Louisiana a purple state, meaning that you want to include all military children and make it easy for them? So um, it's really important to me because I moved here in the middle of seventh grade, which is like the high point for middle school. And middle schoolers are mean. I will say that. And um, moving here as a military kid, it doesn't help that I was from Alabama. And so middle school, there's a lot of jokes about that. And so um, I just didn't talk to anybody. I had maybe a few friends, but they were nothing like me. And I did not tell them pretty much anything about me. I just sat with them at lunch and I sat with like, I think one of them in one class. And so it's really important to me because I know that so many people have had bad transitions and Louisiana is, it's a really good state for, there's a lot of military, especially in my area, but it's a very closed off state. Like if you haven't really lived here your whole life, you don't really have that many friends here. And so I have been able to push through, um, make some friends with administration and so they've really helped me but I know a lot of kids can't do that and so I've been having meetings been working tirelessly up until 10 30 at night um working on meeting agendas and just reading documents about why like about stories of mili military kids not being able to fit in at schools and so it's really pushed me into wanting more for military kids, especially in Louisiana, because Louisiana is very slow with what they do. They, they get it done, but it doesn't happen very quickly. And so military kids really need that help and across the nation, but I can surely get it done in my parish and in hopefully the state of Louisiana coming as soon as it can, because I know so many kids struggle with um with what they do and um so my story is what I hope um over over time I hope that all military kids can get as involved as I have and I've been able um to with my time in Louisiana I mean, with your great tenacity and great efforts that you've already put into so many things, I believe that you can get it done as well. And that's so amazing that you've been able to or wanting to help just military affiliated children is amazing. You went to Francis Hasselbein virtually this year. Can you tell me about your experience you had at the Francis Hasselbein student leadership as a virtual attendee and how it's impacted your leadership? Whenever I first heard about it, because I've always been like, since I heard about it, I have been wanting to go. And um, 
someone from my S2S, our S2S president from last year went to the one and I think it was in like New York. I think that's where it's supposed to be at. Um, and so I really wanted to go. And then this year, since COVID and everything, it was virtual. So we were able to have multiple people from my school go. So there was three of us. And it was so fun because we got to hear from some, I think we got, we got to hear from Swift Kick. We got to hear from a lot of different people about leadership. And really just, it was a, it was a fun time getting to talk with other people who were in the same, have been in the same situations that you have. And so it's impacted my leadership by, um, it had definitely has impacted my leadership because once you go through something like that, they kind of force you into situations that you might not be comfortable in. And so now at school with my S2S program, I'm able to have new ideas and um, we have this book. It's called the Big Book of Ideas. I think it's from MSEC. And I sit, I go in our um, sponsor's room because that's where he has the book at. And I just sit there and read it. And actually, I've since we can't have like S2S meetings this year, I've been trying to do it with my RTC class because there's a lot of us. There's like 35 of us in that class. And so we've got we've done like two of the projects and it's been really cool because like at the beginning of the semester, no one really talked to each other. But now you walk in and there's like almost not a person that you've not talked to in that room. So I think that's really cool. That's really been the only leadership I've been able to get out of it. But um, also me being the president of S2S this year been really fun we've had a few get-togethers with the new students for this year and we were able to um, give them goodie bags just to and then we um, met with them during we had this thing called prowler time and it's like 30 minutes out of your day that you can choose to go anywhere that you want to and so we did that and it was really fun because we got to figure out um, we got to learn a lot about everybody we got like we talked about favorite shows, favorite foods, um, different bonding experiences. Like we introduced two kids who had never met before in their lives, but they happened to live at the same base together when they were like four or five. And so that was really cool because now I've seen them hanging out outside of school. And so I really think that's um, something I got out of it because before I would have um, I would have like gone to. I would have just gone to that meeting and um, wouldn't have known what to really do. But since I went to Francis Hesselbein, um, it really showed me that like you don't have to know somebody to have a full on conversation with them and um, dance in front of people that you've never met in your life before because they would like play really fun music and you can't just you can't help but dance. So that was really fun. And so I've definitely gotten a lot of leadership and gain confidence in my leadership from that. That is amazing. Building your leadership skills is definitely one of the hardest things that I personally struggled with. And I definitely agree. It definitely built my confidence as a leader. And now I'm not afraid to stick my neck out because it's just been so easy. This is my final question. And I ask this to everybody I interview. This podcast is telling is about telling stories. Do you have a story that you would like to share with us? So um, kind of my why behind all of the answers to these questions is um, my story about moving to Louisiana. So I've kind of 
um, given a few hints here and there in these questions. But when I first moved here, it was middle of seventh grade. Um, everybody at my school, if you weren't a military kid, you've lived here your whole life. And everybody was cousins with each other or they've been best friends since they were like in preschool. And so I first moved here, I walked in on the first day and everyone was wearing IDs, which I had never seen in my life before. So I was sitting in the office and then someone walked in that was a member of S2S and gave me a tour and I'd never heard of S2S before. So I was like, okay, this is, this is looking up. I missed all of first period that day because I was getting a tour of the school. And so walked into second period. Um, the person who gave me a tour happened to be my second period. So I was like, okay, this is, this is good. And then I walked into my third period and it was all kids that I had never seen before because I was brand new student and I did not know anybody in that class. And I pretty much didn't talk in that class until the last week of school because no one even realized that I was there because I just sat in the back of the classroom, didn't really say anything. And then the rest of my classes were pretty much the same story. Found one person that um, wanted to talk to me besides the person that gave me the tour. And so I just decided to be friends with her friend group. And it helped me because I knew a few faces in the hallway, but I really just ate lunch with them. And then we didn't really talk any other time. And then in eighth grade, I decided to start putting myself out there. I tried out for cheer, but of course, hadn't lived here for my entire life. So I didn't make it. I later found out that I was one of the top two scores in the entire tryout, but I didn't make it because I don't, I don't even know. But the first leadership position that I got here was I was the beta club secretary. That was really fun, except for we didn't have a meeting after December. And so that didn't really go into anything. I tried to join teams like the track team, the cross country team, and I got involved with that, found a found a good friend eighth grade year. And then when we went to high school, she found she had another friend that she had known for a long time. So she started hanging out with her a lot more. And so I was really left by myself. But in high school, I did make cheer because they were a lot more fair with the scoring. And so through that, um, I met my now she's my best friend. We've been friends for two years now. And she was transitioning in from a very small private school. Her class size was 36 people, and that was the biggest class in the entire school. And so she was brand new to public school. And so I kind of took her under my wing because I had gone through that before. And so she really appreciated that. And now, like I just said, we're best friends. I applied to be on student council freshman year. I got it, but um, I was just a senator. And so I didn't really have a say in anything. At my school, you're not allowed to be in beta or National Honor Society until you are a sophomore or a junior. And so I was just on student council, was in all the honors classes I could be in, got knocked out two masks that year, and then COVID hit. And so we were at home for everything. And then student council elections came around, and I decided that I was going to run for president, which I don't know why, I just crossed my mind one day and I was like I'm gonna run for president and so I ran for it and I got it so now I'm student council well I was student council president now we're having elections for um, next year and then this year I 
applied for beta and I got beta. And so I ran to be a beta officer. And so I'm, I'm lucky enough to be graduating after my junior year. And so I'm graduating um, high school year early. And so my beta sponsor marked me as a senior so that I could run for a senior position. And so now I am the historian and public relations person or officer on beta. And so that's super fun. And then with um, all of this stuff, I have been, I've increasingly gotten more involved in my school. And um, I think it's kind of funny that um, most kids at my school don't talk to our administrators and our um, school resource officers, but I have a handshake with my school resource officers and all three of my principals. So I think that is really cool. And um, now whenever I walk down the hallway, I see teachers that I know and um, they actually recognize me. And so I think it's super cool that I've grown from not having any friends, no one knowing me to now I am an officer in almost every club that I'm a part of. And teachers recognize me. I'm super close with my administrators and I bring people in to my um, school. With all of that also, like the most amazing part is being S2S president because with my life as a military child, I've gotten to experience a lot. And also being in S2S, being S2S president, it has really got, it's really shown me what um, that other kids and other students go through the exact same thing I went through, but I'm able to ease their transition into our school. And I think it's, um, my goal is for no one to have as rough of a transition as I did and, and it not to take them three years to get to where I am now. It's hopefully will take them maybe three months or, um, or not even that long. But I think, um, and with every step I take, I'm getting closer and closer to my end goal. That is an amazing story. Definitely coming out of your shell and coming out of your shell and just helping everyone that you just don't want them to have the exact same experience as you, which I think is amazing, especially um, pushing for military children, which I think we definitely have to adapt a lot and it's very difficult for us. Well, thank you for joining me for this podcast. It was amazing hearing from you and hearing all your stories about helping military-affiliated people and their children. So thank you so much. Of course. Um, I really enjoy getting to talk to you today. I, it's not often that I get to talk to other military kids on, like, Zooms like this, on podcasts. And um, I'm really, like, I didn't even know that I was going to get, like, selected for this. Um, I didn't really know it was a thing until it was happening. And so I think this is really cool. Um I've never really gotten to talk about like my whole story and like what um, what I've gone through as a military child. So I'm really thankful for this um, podcast program. Well, we're happy that you were able to talk. And this week's podcast is sponsored by HEB, proud supporter of the military and their families. Here, everything's better at HEB Grocery Store, a Texas fan favorite. Oh my gosh, I did not know this was sponsored by H-E-B. That's like me. That is my favorite store. Every time I go to see my brother in San Antonio, I always go to the one next to his house. Don't forget, April is the month of the military child. Reminder, as we all celebrate the month of the military child, to make a great investment in your military-connected student by registering with SchoolQuest. This online free resource keeps all military kids on track for education during PCS, moves, and transitions. 
It only takes five minutes and the impact is immediate. Sign up today at schoolquest.militarychild.org. MSEC supports all military connected children by educating, advocating, collaborating to resolve education challenges associated with the military lifestyle. Learn more about our partnership programs and initiatives at militarychild.org and follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for all the latest on our enduring mission to serve the children of all those who served us. Until next time, thanks for listening.